Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the 9T Podcast. I am your host, Cece, and I'm joined by your co-host and social media manager, Jules. So today we're going to have a very casual conversation about what it means to be returning back to virtual learning after a in-person fall semester and kind of just where we are with the virtual learning and what we see coming. So essentially, Jules and I will just be going through kind of like a few things that have popped into our own lives as we're returning back to virtual learning. I know personally for me, I had a issue with the parking for the spring semester because, you know, usually you buy the pass for the year, right? And now that we are going back to virtual learning, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's only for two weeks, right? For now, but I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, So Jules, just kind of getting your thoughts, like, how do you feel about going back to virtual learning? Going back on your point with buying the parking pass, I didn't even purchase my spring 2022 parking pass at the beginning of this school year because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Everything's still so unsure, even though things are definitely getting better with school and work, everybody working from home and doing school from home. I just figured it was best to take it day by day, semester by semester, and didn't purchase it. And I see this pattern from March 2020 that we're going back for two weeks and I'm getting a little antsy to see if we're (laughs) staying online, which would be nice because it's, you know, a little good for my schedule personally. (laughs) Waiting to see. It's everybody on USG's campus is saying February 7th and I'm really looking forward to being on campus again if that's what we end up doing. But besides that, I'm just waiting to see what the next steps are. How about you? Yeah, totally. Kind of in the same boat. I, when I started actually my MBA program, it was virtual anyway. So our first semester was online. And then recently, so that was like fall of 2020. So like spring of 2021, we were able to be in person and it was really nice, right? To be able to make those connections. And personally, I think that like learning in person, at least for me, kind of just is a different experience, right? I don't know. I just feel like I learn more. (laughs) I don't know if it's because of just like that interaction, but even like when other people are asking questions, you know, you really learn a lot from that as well. And I think that being online, everyone is like, oh, you know, I can just kind of be there, but not really have to like interact or really be present. And so I think that's been like a major difference, at least that I've noticed. But I will say that being online is definitely more convenient, like you were mentioning before, like for scheduling and like the commute purposes. I would definitely say it's more convenient to be online, but we'll see. I mean, it's only going to be two weeks, right? Yes. So hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So definitely looking forward to hopefully being able to finish off the remaining spring semester in person. Like we had study abroad for our program and all of that has actually been canceled, right? Uh, Yeah. So that's been totally disappointing and upsetting to a lot of people in the graduate program. But I definitely think that 
it's better to be safe than sorry. So I'm glad that the university is taking the measures that it's taking right now, at least for the next two weeks. But even then, right, like coming back to campus, you would have to be, you know, vaccinated, you'd have to be with the booster. And then there's this negative rapid test result prior to coming onto campus. And I can definitely see how that could be burdensome for some students. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Going back on you mentioning being online and not really feeling like you're you're just there and yeah. you can't hear comments and questions from other students and people in your program. I 100% agree that it's just not as personable because you're not getting that face-to-face -face interaction. You're not learning more from other people unless everybody's participating online, which is not always happening. Yeah. And it's just a really confusing time with, you know, people's schedules and all of this and that not matching up. But a lot of us are trying to work around it and we're all finding our way back. It's weird to be back. <laughs> back online and especially with having to be vaccinated boosted and having that negative test result it makes it a little burdensome on those who are working full-time jobs or more than one full-time job while going to school full-time and having so many other problems or just responsibilities to uphold in their personal life so I definitely feel for those who are struggling with having to be back online or those who are benefiting from being back online. But I'm very thankful that our campus, our staff and faculty are taking the steps that are keeping everyone safe and making sure everybody's taken care of. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it'll be definitely interesting to see how the university changes their I guess, policies or stance around virtual learning just going forward, because I think that we can definitely see like the importance of kind of being able to adapt to a virtual environment, especially like in these uncertain times. But I think that also, um, who knows, right? Like maybe it's something that can definitely become more of a option going forward because of the flexibility that it allows for. But nonetheless, I definitely think that like being online is not as fulfilling as being in person. So definitely looking forward to just like what the university is going to do as we move forward into the upcoming semesters. I kind of want to get your thoughts, Jules, on like how do you feel or, or like what do you think about the university actually blocking registration unless you're able to provide vaccine information? So this is very controversial topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. I think it's very interesting. Growing up, going to public school and being in daycares, I had to be vaccinated I've always been vaccinated. I went, got my COVID vaccines, Pfizer gang, a <laughs> and my booster and everything. Putting holds on people's accounts until they can get vaccinated. I see some problems there because 
they do take away from religious or health exemptions. They do see those and they take care of that. But students who need to get vaccinated and haven't yet and have a hold on their account, I see that as being a problem in their perspective because they have to go to school, they have to do their thing. But I mean, it's for the common good. So I 100% understand why they're doing it because they're making sure everybody on campus is being taken care of. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a confusing topic. It's, it's <laughs> a great question. I don't have many, many answers to it, but it's definitely confusing, right? Because you want to yeah. make sure everyone's healthy, everyone's taken care of, but it's also, it's controversial. Vaccinations have turned into such a political statement now as well, especially with COVID. I don't know. It's just, it's a topic where people should find middle ground, but also there are some people who have had bad experiences with their vaccine, so they don't want to get it again. So yeah. can the university hold registration for those who have had adverse reactions that don't want to proceed and get a booster. I think there's so many questions that should be taken into account and like not everybody is the same. Everybody's body reacts differently to different things. So I don't know, but if it works for some people, I guess it works. Like the registration status, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> How about you? What do you think about it? Yeah, I totally kind of in the same conflicted type of stage, right? I understand like why it's being mandatory, but then you have also exemptions. And even with the vaccine or with the booster, it doesn't guarantee that you won't get it or that you can't spread it. And so it's kind of, again, I appreciate the flexibility of being able to go online but also it's like being in person is there's so many hurt like things that you have to do to be in person that it makes it hard, right, to actually say I feel comfortable being in person. So I also feel very conflicted. Luckily, you know, for me, it really is just kind of the spring semester, which I've already registered for. But even thinking about having those blocks on, you know, my registration or being able to register for future classes is stressful on top of everything else that is going on. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think we'll just have to see how the university continues to develop their policies around what's going to happen. I understand that there is a very high vaccination rate on campus. So there is this idea of keeping everyone safe. But at the same time, it's just you never really know, right, what's going to happen. So there just really isn't like there isn't a right or wrong answer, right? Like, I think the university is doing the best that they can to deal with the situation at hand. And I think that, you know, as long as we all can just continue to remain flexible and continue to try to get through, you know, our classes, try to continue to do what we have to do to register then, you know, we'll continue to keep everyone safe. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think that everyone should just be taking care of each other and being flexible, as you said, because we don't know if there's breakthrough 
cases if you are vaccinated and you do end up getting COVID. There is breakthrough cases where it may be the same symptoms as the original strand or you're getting, you know, lessened symptoms. Either way, it sucks. <laughs> so yeah. as long as we're keeping each other safe, you know, that's all that we can do. And that's all the university can do for us as a community. And it's just like, like you said, you know, like the symptoms are so wild because you could just have like a flu, right? <laughs> or yeah. like you never really know really what it is until like it's kind of like already happened. So yeah, I think it's the right choice to stay online at least for the first two weeks. And yeah, I mean, I think we'll see what happens as we continue to move forward through this semester. I personally would be happy to come back in person because it would be the year that I'm walking right across the stage. Yes. And I'm sure like, I know that's been such a hard topic, right? Because like the winter commencement got canceled and that was horrible. It was um, so bad. Yeah. I, you know, I knew a lot of people that were going to walk during that commencement and to not have that. And then yeah. for it to be taken, like for that to not happen within like two weeks before it's supposed to really happen yes. was just terrible. So yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens for the spring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, the funny thing about the winter commencement is I was sitting at lunch with some friends in my program and I knew at least one or two people who were gonna walk that I was sitting at the table with and we got the email during the meal and they were like well it looks like we're not even walking anymore and i was like what do you mean they showed me the email and i was like that is heartbreaking yeah. because imagine spending all this time in school whether you started an mc and worked your way up or you went straight to school talking generally as a university student that sucks like you can't walk and show what you work so hard for and be proud of it right like i mean i had to watch a zoom meeting or something on cable for when i got my associates oh, no. <laughs> and i had my picture of my graduation cap on because mc gave us a free little cap and tassel so i went and took pics and i sent it in and they put my name on it was like associate of arts or whatever it was and they were like julica yeah and i was like oh that's me and then i turned the tv off so no. i mean even though yes i worked hard during that time it isn't as meaningful as graduating from the university of maryland will be so i'm hoping by this winter's commencement i'll be able to walk as well so it would be heartbreaking but at the end of the day we have to be flexible right i totally agree like i i definitely think that you know whatever kind of comes our way we just have to kind of do the best that we can to stay on track right to not lose focus of like what our goals are where we want to be where we seize ourselves even in the midst of all this chaos and confusion you know, I think the university does a great job of like trying to keep us on track and like reassuring us that even though there is all this kind of unknown, there is still a routine, right? You still got to take your classes, you still have to take a certain amount of credits, and you still have to go through a process to graduate. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting, because 
I know at least, you know, coming back to class on Monday, the 24th, I was still like not feeling prepared, not feeling even comfortable, right? To be back on campus just with like all the breakouts and, you know, you're listening to the news, you're hearing all these statistics. And so it definitely gets a little... You know, it gets in your head. I can definitely see like, you know, not wanting to be in a crowd of people or even in a classroom. I mean, I totally understand that sentiment as well. But, you know, I think as we continue to reiterate that flexibility of like, you know, whether you're in class or in person, taking those measures to stay safe, using those masks, you know, I think it's the K-9 what is that? <laughs> K- KN95. K- yeah, KN95. That's what yes. it is. Yeah. Making sure that, you know, we're wearing our mask and just trying to proactively keep each other safe is the best that we can do for now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I want to give a shout out to our staff, faculty, and our professors at our universities of the nine universities at USG for being so flexible and for working with students, no matter their situation at home or academically. You know, I've come across some great professors who are not only empathetic, but also push you to work hard because, you know, at the beginning of virtual learning, I was struggling. I was like, what is this? Because although, yes, I am a visual learner, I was like, what am I doing? How do I schedule myself? How do I sit at a laptop for X amount of hours per day and then find not the time, but find the mental capacity to go back and study and I don't know, just the beginning of COVID and like all of that mess was mentally not fun. (laughs) So I really appreciate our professors for being so flexible and like some of them having a sense of humor during this time because I went and read one of my syllabi for this semester and I saw that one of my professors said, welcome back. We're still in a panini. <laughs> and I don't know if you watch TikTok, but some people are calling pandemics, panoramics, paninis. <laughs> I love it. I mean, being able to put a smile on everyone's face during such a hard time and being flexible with other people's lives has been really rewarding to, you know, come across and just making it an easier time for everybody. I I definitely think that it's all about the kind of attitude that we keep and like how we try to look at the situation or shape the situation. Although I will say for me, it is still very challenging the, you know, asynchronous learning, like having to watch the videos before class or like, you know, you have things to do before class. And like you mentioned, like keeping that mental capacity to like to get through class and to actually even study afterwards and after you've even like you know you've watched all the videos now you have to sit through class and then you have to do these assignments and I think that definitely is mentally exhausting for sure and I can you know totally see kind of like the anxiety that builds up around all of that we are all just hanging in there (laughs) we're all doing our very best And I think that, you know, as a community, we encourage each other to just kind of keep pushing and get through this situation. And we will. We will. I mean, as UMD says, we're Terp strong, you know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Uh, We're USG strong. 
Exactly. The turtle always moves forward, never yes, back. <laughs> never back. But in terms of USG, we're USG strong and we are USG. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So where we are with virtual learning and the semester as we move forward, we definitely want to remind the community of resources around campus. Even though we're virtual, there are still plenty of resources that allow for some sort of virtual or in-person type of contact. I know in particular, Grover Essentials is always a great resource for pantry items, food, whatever anyone needs. And then you can schedule a pickup and they can put it right in your car. So there's like no contact with that at all. And then of course, we've had the episode with our counseling center. So definitely remember that there is that resource as well. There is virtual and of course, in-person appointments. Yeah. And if any USG students want to you know, further develop their professional skills or even their mindfulness. You know, the Counseling Center does have mindfulness workshops online and USG does send out some USG weekly emails that offer workshops and other information fairs that are available to students and those in the community who need it. Yes, that reminds me the Rec Center has virtual workout classes. So, you know, don't work out just your mind and make sure you're working out your body. So that's definitely a plus as well. Yeah, 100%. I've looked into their yoga, their virtual yoga (laughs) stuff. It's really fun. I did it once and I want to do it again. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I actually tried the, I think it's a boot camp workout with Demi and she is awesome. The workout is amazing. Definitely a really good workout in a short amount of time. So I would recommend doing that just kind of like a nice little boost in the middle of the day. Yes, I'm going to have to sign up for one of those because I definitely need that during the winter. (laughs) And we also have the Career and Internship Services Center and the Center for Student Engagement and Financial Resources Centers. So be sure to look out for those resources if you need them. They are on the USG website. Good point. I think FAFSA applications are actually coming up soon as well, if not already, probably do at this point. But if you haven't done your FAFSA application, make sure you get that done as well for additional financial aid for the upcoming semesters. And another resource that we would like to shout out is the Macklin Center for Academic Success. Go academic success. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get through it. You know, whether it's it's virtual or in person, we're going to get through the semester and we are going to hit our goals. Again, just I'm super excited because I'm looking forward to hopefully a graduation. And at this point, whether it's virtual or in person, I will take it. Yes, 100%. You and everybody else who's graduating soon has got this, you know, we're all thriving, thriving and surviving. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. 
So we definitely want to leave off with a happy note as we enter the spring semester. Definitely want to let everyone know that we're not perfect. We're all figuring it out as we go. So we are actually going to run off into a few bloopers (laughs) so that you guys can get a little dose of what happens behind the scenes as we organize ourselves. And as we try to get these episodes together for you all. And we hope you enjoy the bloopers. And now I'll pass it over to Jules to mention these week's events. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There was, there's background noise. Can we do that again? Make sure you check us out on all social media platforms and connect with us where you can you can also blah, 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 blah. <laughs> NIH is holding a virtual career immersion on Tuesday, November 16th at 3 p.m. 330. Mm, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was gonna get through this fast. <laughs> it's okay. Come out to the Turkey Trot on Thursday, November 18th at 3:30 p.m. at Building 3. What Building three doors. What? It, what is that? It's out, out, uh, outside. The oh, door. outside. Okay. Sorry. Okay. And then what is this last one? Listen to it. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry. This is why I'm not the one that talks a lot. This is why Cece does it. Cece, I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> and finally, Hispanic Heritage Month pop up help. The- <laughs> Yes, girl, that is your jam. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. Oh, wait. I accidentally... Oops. I don't know. (laughs) All done. Sounds good. Okay, yeah, I just stopped the recording, I think. Uh... All right. So now we definitely want to talk about what's going on around campus as we enter the spring semester. So Jules, take us away. USG is holding the Welcome Back to Spring 2022 event from January 31st to February 16th, and this is a virtual event. And USG is also holding Campus Resources Information Fair on Thursday, February 3rd from 5 to 6 p.m. This is also a virtual event. Make sure you listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at USG9T.